Hey everybody, this is the Trumpet of Truth podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Long, and today I have my wife, Allie Long, with me. Hello, everybody. Um, first off, we're just going to give you a little bit of a backstory of who we are and who you're listening to. Um, I'm 25 years old. Allie and I met in high school, and we've dated and been running together ever since. We've got a couple of, of kids, two boys, mm-hmm. Race and Riley. So if you ever hear us reference them, that's who we're talking about. Um, we live in small town community um, just west of Springfield, Missouri. And um, we have felt in our spirit that we need to do more for the kingdom. Um, not knowing what that looked like a few months ago, we you know, prayed about it and put a lot of thought into it. And we thought, well, what about a podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are. and. A lot of you guys know that when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, it can challenge you and make you do things that make you step out of your comfort zone. And uh, this is one of those things for us because we're like pretty new to podcasts and I'm very green to like technology (laughs) and the old interweb. So this is all pretty new to me. So anyways. Yeah, um, we started thinking about doing something more for the kingdom about a year and a half ago, we started listening to our church um, that's actually based in Tennessee. And we it's really hard to make that seven-hour journey with two little kids, but we knew we wanted to do more. We wanted to just do something, and we just kept feeling that tug and almost you know a conviction that we weren't doing enough. And so we were just sitting on the back porch a couple days ago, and we're like, well, let's do a podcast. Jacob's always called felt called to minister, but not in the traditional sense of getting up in a pulpit and preaching every Sunday. Um, Just he felt like it was something that he wanted to do, but just in a different way. And we think this will be a really good way to do it. And we want our podcast to be uh, a place where people can come to be encouraged to, um, for lack of a better word, kind of grow a backbone in today's society and know know the truth and be able to stand on their own two feet and talk about Jesus and talk about God. And in today's society, it's almost an uncomfortable topic when you get to talking to people about Jesus. So we hope that this place for you is an encouraging place and a place for you to learn more about Jesus. Yeah. And that's kind of like another thing why we've started this is, you know, it's, it gets more and more difficult. It seems like, to have honest conversations with friends and family about the Bible. And, you know, Jesus wants us all to hold each other accountable. And we do realize that, you know, we're always going to sin, but the deal is, is we're not going to live in sin. You know, we have to speak truth to one another. We can't speak love at the expense of truth because it's neither loving or truthful. So uh, let's just get into it. It's been on my spirit lately to just kind of talk about Genesis chapter 22. Um, and if you're not familiar with Genesis, it is the first book of the Bible written by Moses. And chapter 22 in the context is basically the sacrifice of Isaac to which God had commanded his father Abraham to do. So let's just jump right in. Okay. So... You know, Abraham, I'm going to give you a little backstory before we start in 22. 
Abraham and Isaac were, or not Abraham and Isaac, Abraham and Sarah, his wife, were advanced in years. They were pretty old and they really wanted a son. Mm-hmm. Um, and God promised them a son. He said, you know, I'll give you a son. He's like, oh, my wife is advanced in years and I'm old. And he's like, don't worry about it, dude. You're going to have a baby. <laughs> well, just like we all do, we get impatient with God's timing. Yeah. And we try to force things on our own timing. And so Abraham, being the uh, human <laughs> flesh suit that he was, like the rest of us, you know, he pushed the issue and had a baby with his servant, Hagar. Yep. And that baby's name was Ishmael. Well, because in that time, having a son was really important to carry on your lineage. Yeah. So, I mean, he he wanted a child. He wanted it with Sarah, but, he, you know, he wanted a child. So that's why he had the child with Hagar. So anyways, um, he does end up having a baby with Sarah. And that baby's name is Isaac. And, you know, for those of you who know what it's like to struggle to have children or you've had that battle, you know how big of a miracle it is mm-hmm. for God to show up and show out and to give you a gift like that. Yeah. And for them, being as old as they were and having prayed and longed for a son. They waited so they long. They waited so long. <laughs> that when Isaac came, it was just like this huge, great big deal. And that you know, you, you just know that Isaac was Abraham's most prized possession. 100%. Yeah. So anyways, that's kind of st- that sets the stage for uh, chapter 22 here. Um, so in, in these days, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So right there, I kind of break that down a little bit. Um, it's kind of not weird, but you know, we know that Isaac meant so much to Abraham because God said, take your son, your only son. Okay. Well, Abraham technically had two kids, Yeah. <laughs> but he said, take your son, your only son. So God's acknowledging like, no, take the blessed son. Yeah. The one that I promised the you. The one that I promised the you. The one that I gave you. Yeah. The one that's mine. Yeah. Right. And uh, just a little backstory on Ishmael, the whole Islamic religion comes from Ishmael. If you are curious about that. <laughs> That's a different podcast and a different <laughs> lesson there. We're just going to focus on Isaac tonight. So anyways, uh, he says, you know, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and you'll find a place where I tell you. And that's where you'll offer him as a burnt offering. Well, in that time, you know, a burnt offering, you know, they cut a bunch of wood, built an altar, killed an animal. Most, like almost every time it was a lamb. Sacrificed it. And they sacrificed it. So um, basically God's telling Abraham, take the thing that you love the most, kill him for me. Yeah. And And, I mean, that was a form of worship in that time, you know, a form of surrender and worship and sacrifice. Although very gruesome, (laughs) uh, that same kind of principle still applies today. Like there's things that God will make that – God wants you to do and is calling you to do to step out of your comfort zone. Kind of like doing this podcast because we're not very podcast people. We just kind of felt it in our spirit. That's what we need to do. But God will challenge you and push you out of your comfort zone. And bless you through that. And bless you through (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and, uh, if you're familiar with the story, you know, when I was younger, we were kind of taught that this whole story was just about 
Abraham being tested. Mm-hmm. And you'll find as we read here and, and kind of develop it that there are so many more points that needed to be made yeah. in this small passage that can apply to literally every facet of life. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to continue on. Um, God told him to, you know, take your son, offer him as a burnt offering. And the next day, Abraham rose up early to do it. <laughs> So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. He rose up, rose up early. early. So God's like, hey man, kill your son. He's like, okay, I'm going to get up at five. (laughs) (laughs) Most of us can't even get up early on time to go to work. Or snooze, go to church. Snooze, or do, yeah, we're like, snooze. snooze. I know, I'm a snoozer. I'm a snoozer big time. Definitely. You know how many times I would hit the snooze button if God was like, hey, Jacob, I need you to kill your son tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'd be hitting snooze to like noon. <laughs> I know. You couldn't get me out of bed. And you know, you know, Abraham did not tell Sarah. <laughs> you know, he didn't. You know, he didn't. Hey, babe, I'm going to take the lad here on a three-day hike. We go up a mountain. I'm going to slaughter him and burn him for God because he told me to, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Mama he didn't Bear. tell him. He didn't tell her that. No, Mama no Bear way. would not be okay with that. There's no way. <laughs> but kind of crazy though, you know, the devotion already. Oh yeah, he rose up early to do it. Yeah, crazy. Prior to the sacrifice, Abraham was all in. He was. He was all in. Yeah, for sure. And there's no serving his Lord. No question about it. And there's no greater example than Abraham. You know, that's what we should be for God. I know we we strive for that. But we all fall flat on our face most of the times Oh my God. with the, obedience. Yeah. The, the old and new Testament is just so jam packed full of these men of God, like stepping out on their own in faith mm-hmm. and just doing exactly what he says Yeah, and not worrying or caring about the repercussions. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could sit here and talk all night about many, <laughs> many, many examples of that. So, um, we're going to continue on here. Um, and it is a three-day trip, by the way. Like, not only did he wake up early, but he's got a three-day walk with a donkey, a couple servants, a bunch of wood. Knowing food, what he has to do. Knowing what he has to do. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, walking three days, carrying all this wood, donkey, servants. You know, you got to have food and water for this trip. You're not going to starve yourself out there, you know. Yeah. And, oh, the devotion is crazy. Like, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't walk two miles no, <laughs> with no. all that. You know, he walked for three days. Yep. Three days walk. So, okay, sorry. We're going to go on here. Um, On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and the boy and I will go over there and worship and come again to you. So he told his servants, stay behind. Once he saw the place where God said, okay, that's the place. He said, okay, stay here. And me and the boy will go on up. And, you know, learning this story as, as a young kid or even... As like young a teenager adult, yeah. or you know, yeah, young adult, that part does it gets overlooked a lot, mm-hmm. right? Why? Well, I mean, why did it's they, just a minor detail, like, right, right, right. Why did Moses feel the need to tell us that Abraham told the other two servants to stay behind while him and the boy went and worshipped? The only thing I can think of is that those servants weren't ready to see and witness the kind of worship Abraham was fixing to do. Yeah, and to me. The point there that we can apply to everyday life is 
you've got friends, family. In this case, it was a servant. You know, they were probably pretty good buddies too. Like, you know, servants weren't just like slaves to people. You know, they, they lived with the house owner and they were like part of their family. Yeah. So you've got people in your life very close to you that they can't make the journey with you. Yeah. They're not spiritually there yet. And that's okay. And that, I mean, you can be anywhere in your faith. You can not have any faith at all at that point and still have those people in your life. You know, you can be a Christian for 30 years and still have, you know, influences that, that, you know, hold, not hold you back, but kind of, you know, pull you down from being fully obedient to God. And you could be new to the faith and still, you know, have friends that want you to go out and party and, you know, and not be fully obedient to God. You could have no faith and be searching for something more and be stuck in those bondages, you know, trying to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is working in you. So, I mean, this just applies to everything and everyone. Yeah. There's some people that you got to leave behind. Yeah. They're not ready for it. They're not ready for the journey that you're on. And, and the beautiful part is that that is okay. That is perfectly okay. Like there's some God people. God says it is. <laughs> yeah. Th- and that's fine because everyone grows at a different rate. Mm-hmm. Like there's some people that shoot up like a rocket ship in three months, mm-hmm. maybe three weeks. And there's some people that have to sit in a pew for 30 years before they get to the level of spirituality that it, that it takes to develop that obedience with God. Yeah. You know, it takes them a long time. I mean, we're, I think it's a continuous journey as well. Like we're still, we're oh, not perfect. It, we don't it, have obedience a, all the time. Yes, <laughs> it's a, I would say daily, but for me, it's like minutely, if that's a word, it's a minute, minute by minute, minute by minute struggle, minutely, <laughs> minute by minute struggle, you know, to just flow in the spirit and to lay down that flesh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Lay that flesh down. Yeah. It's nonsense. It's wicked. <laughs> it's wicked. All right. So they left him behind and he says, stay behind while we go worship. Yeah. Worship. Killing your son. Such a worship. Different, different meaning than what, what we What's now. worship mean to you? Um, probably in church, hands up, singing praise music. Yeah, right. Worshiping. Yeah, yeah. you're worshiping. You're music. shouting. You're crying yeah. out. You're praying. You're fasting. You're, you know, doing all these things that are, that, you know, maybe kind of uncomfortable to do in front of people. But, dude, Abraham's going to kill his son. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to go worship. Right. Man. I don't know. That's deep. <laughs> he's got some guts. That's deep. That is deep. Um, so anyways, yeah, the, they went up there and they said, we'll come again to you. Notice he said, the boy and I will go over there and worship and come again to you. He's speaking like some, some prophetic words here because he knows he's got to kill his son, but he says, we're going to come back to you. Yeah. I think that might just be wishful thinking though. Could be. <laughs> like, a little bit of both. Hopefully that stops me, but. <laughs> I don't know no, though. Yeah. He was so obedient. Like he, like, I think he knew he was going to kill his son. Yeah. But he's like, hey, we'll be back. Just chill here with the donkey. Watch our stuff. <laughs> don't drink all the water. We're going to be thirsty when we get back. <laughs> oh, anyway. So they uh, gather up the, let's see, we go uh, verse six. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took him, he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went both of them together. Verse 7, And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, he said, Abraham said, Here I am, my son. Isaac said, Behold, the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? 
Abraham responds, God will provide himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Hmm. So they went, both of them, together. Yeah. So Isaac, you know, he's only a teenager at this, you know, in this um, young man context here. Yeah. He's a teenager, probably. Yeah. And he is asking his dad, and this is how innocent he was and how clueless he was of what's going on. Hey, dad. Um, because he's probably seen his dad do burnt offerings a lot. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? He probably witnessed it as a little kid, you common, know, running around. Yeah. Common thing in those days. So he's like, Hey dad, um, I see the fire and the wood. Where's that lamb at? Yeah, shouldn't we have brought one with us? Yeah. <laughs> we left it down there with, <laughs> the, with, the, with the servants and the donkey. <laughs> and Abraham responds, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. Was that wishful thinking or was that Abraham prophesying again? Yeah. And but he's not no like I don't think he's saying these things. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I, I'd like to think that the he's Holy ac- yeah, he's yeah. accidentally, you know, prophesying. Yeah. You know, and not knowing it. Yeah. And we'll find out why here in a couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah, in a couple sure. verses. <laughs> kind of, you know, uh what do they call it? Uh foreshadowing. No, that's uh like when you Giveaway. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't I think of that? It's like, I'm giving, I'm spoiling it for you guys. Spoiler alert. Okay. So when they came to the place, this is verse nine. When they came to the place of which God had told them, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar and on top of the wood. Then verse 10, Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Abraham responds, here I am. <laughs> you know it was like that. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. He said, here I am. Yeah. Oh, thank God you stopped me. Yeah. That's what he did. That, <laughs> that's what he did. I'm sticking to it. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. He said, here I am. And the angel said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. He mentioned the only there. Yeah, God referenced the only son thing again. Interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That shows you how much, how serious God takes his commands. Like, oh, yeah. He's, it's so serious that in this case, he said, I'm going to give you a son. Sarah's going to bear the child. And that's your son. And that's your son. And he's (laughs) like, Abraham's like, well, what about Hagar (laughs) and Ishmael? He's like, no, that's not your son. Yeah. That's your kid. Yep. That's my kid. Yep. Crazy. Because he got two kids. I know. <laughs> Technically, he's got two kids. Okay, where were we at here? That was verse. The angel. 11. Yeah, so, yeah, the angel stops him and um, he said, you know, I see now that you fear God. So, like we were taught as kids and even maybe reading this as ourselves and not trying to develop it, to develop it more in the details, we see that, yes. The overlying or the kind of the blanketed, yeah, yeah. The, the blanketed point here is it was a test mm-hmm. for Abraham. Seeing how obedient, seeing how obedient, and how much he feared God, yeah, and he did. He mm-hmm. passed because they stopped him. And he didn't have to kill his son. And we're gonna skip, not skip on down, but go to the next verse here. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up 
as a burnt offering instead of his son. So a ram is the male line of whatever you call it, of a lamb, of a sheep. Yeah. Ram is. So like he said earlier, God will provide a lamb. And then moments later, oh, there's a ram with his horn stuck in the thorn bush. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I don't think he knew. I think he was just speaking prophetically and not knowing it. You Through know? the spirit. Through the spirit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good point to make that, you know, Abraham didn't know that. He didn't know there was going to be a ram caught in the thicket for him to sacrifice instead of his son. You know, we in our everyday lives, we don't see the next step. We don't see the next part of God's plan, but, you know, it's his will and he's always going to provide a lamb for us. He's always going to open doors and, you know, shut doors and open windows, as I like to say, for us to, you know, to prosper and See, and I think here too, another interesting thing to think about is Abraham already learned his lesson the first time. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't trust God's plan the first time when when God told him that he was going to have a son. Mm-hmm. He didn't trust, you know, he already was disobedient there. Yeah. So well, he was going to make sure he was going to follow through yes. with what God said because he's seen God show up and show out and bless him for it. So he trusted God and he feared God because, you know, no matter what happens on this earth, you know, no matter what people can do to you, you know, illnesses, whatever, whatever happens on earth. Like that's not the end for you. No. God has control of your soul. Yeah. That's why you should fear him. And that's why Abraham feared him. So anyways, they see the ram caught in a thicket. They take it up and they sacrifice it. Um, What's crazy here is this is like the 22nd chapter of the first book of the Bible. Hmm. So on this mountain, I'm going to continue reading. Abraham called, this is verse 14, Abraham called the name of this place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Mm-hmm. Now from this moment, two thousand, some 2,000 years later, yeah. we have a lamb crowned with his head, thicket of thorns. Yeah, crown of thorns. Crown of thorns, but... <laughs> A lamb hung in a thicket, nailed to a tree. As a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. Yeah. For you and me. 2,000 years later, on that same exact mountain that they named the Lord will provide, Jesus was crucified. God provided us a lamb, (laughs) a perfect lamb, without blemish. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's the whole point of the Bible. No matter what story you read, no matter what story you tell, the whole point circles back to Jesus. Yeah, the the thorns on the ram's horns is still symbolic to the crown of thorns that was placed on Jesus. Like, that's how the whole Bible is just absolutely filled with this. Yeah. You know, if, if you're new to the faith or if you've not, you know, you aren't new to the faith, but you haven't read much of the Bible, like, man, you could... It just blow your mind how many things are like this in the Bible, and the, and there are things from that like, like this story. I've known this story forever, but it wasn't until like a year ago that I sifted through these details and was like, "There's so much more here. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't I taught this?" Yeah. <laughs> so man, it's just it's so crazy. It's all God created every single word. It's so intricately connected and perfect and true. Truth. <laughs> I like that word truth. It is truth. It's truth. But anyways, we um I felt it in my spirit 
this week and actually for the last several weeks with things going on in our personal life to to share this passage because at the end of the day, we have to follow God's plan and what God's calling us to do. Mm-hmm. And Be you, know, obedient. you can sit on your hands for years and years and years and, and may, you know, you may be fearful of what people may think of you. You may be fearful of what, you know, something might happen to you or you, whatever, but we have to be obedient to what God's calling you to do it because he's calling you to do it for a reason, mm-hmm. right? He's intricately designing your life and my life, you know, with obedience in mind, <laughs> just like the Bible. Right. And personally right now going for me, why, I guess the whole point of why I did this is the part where, um, you have to just leave people, not leave them behind, but they, they just can't make it there with you. Mm-hmm. And there's some people in my life that, you know, I really expect to, I have these expectations for them to, to get to that level that I'm on, but I have to just kind of be still and realize that we all grow at different rates yeah. and I can't force something out of season. Right. Right. That's another story out of the Bible. Right. If you force fruit out of season, it will be rotten. Yeah, it's bitter. It's rotten. It's not good. So, I mean, the point is to just follow what God's telling you to do. And that's not being selfish. That's being obedient, you know. Very different. Yes. Yeah, very different. It's okay to, you know, follow what God's telling you to do and be obedient to him. That's okay. You know, and people may say like, you know, like, some people can call you narrow-minded. I've been called that before. Like, oh, you're just narrow-minded. Well, you know, Jesus said narrow is the way. So, <laughs> so guess I'll come at I'll me. Be, I'll be narrow-minded. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> narrow is the way, fella. When it comes to the gospel, I am very narrow-minded. So that is a wrap, kind of, on our story of the day or of the week. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this. This is our first podcast, so bear with us and I hope you are along for the ride and I hope you guys listen to episode two. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's any way for you guys to give us any feedback, let us know what you like, don't like, want to hear more of what you want to hear less of, you know, just let us know and we'll uh, try to make this as good for you as we can. But at the end of the day, we're going to speak truth, whether you like it or not. So. So hang on for the ride. Hang on for the ride. So So we had the idea to kind of end cap each podcast with a prayer. We hope that it gives you guys hope and encouragement and lets you know that not only are we here for you, but God is here for you as well. He is dwelling in our midst at all times. So Jacob's going to end it with some prayer. All right. Father God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for each day in this platform that you've given me and my wife here to to speak from and to sound out your word and truth and just the love of Jesus, Lord. And I pray that this podcast reaches anyone and everyone who is longing for just some joy and maybe a little bit of laughter and just some, some good encouragement, Lord. And I pray that you'll do these things mighty through your name and all God's people said. Amen. Amen. All right. Good night, guys. God bless. Amen.